Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is a really important topic. Today, we're going to be talking about what it looks like to actually take massive action to change your life in the face of adversity. Now, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you know that every once in a while, I have a guest who's not a woman in the middle. And today's guest is one of those special people whose story and message was just so compelling that it didn't matter if she wasn't a midlife gal just yet. We're going to let her in, right? (laughs) Now, she has a message that is super inspiring and will help you in a lot of important ways. My guest today is someone who knew that giving up was not an option. Every time I use the phrase massive action, I actually think of her. You've heard that phrase, right? Massive action? It comes up a lot in what the Life Coach School calls the thought model. It's basically an easy-to-understand depiction of how your brain and body work to create your reality. Here's the thought model in the nutshell. And by the way, I discuss this in greater detail in episode two of the Women in the Middle podcast so you can get more information there. Okay, so here's, here's how it works. Things happen in the world. (laughs) We call those things circumstances. Now, we have thoughts about our circumstances. Thoughts are simply sentences in your mind. That's what a thought is, and they are optional. Now, thoughts create your emotional state or your feelings. Feelings are a one-word emotion, like you might have a thought that makes you feel happy, or you might have a thought that makes you feel sad. And that's very simplistic but a thought creates a feeling. That's what happens. Now, your emotions, those feelings, drive everything that you do or don't do. All of it, your actions, your behavior, that's how that works. And this all creates your personal results, what you create in the world. So if you look around at your life, your weight, your job, your relationships, those are all evidence of what you have created. Your results prove what you're thinking. So it's super important to supervise what goes on up there. So the concept is that number one, you have more control than you think. And number two, that if you want to create something like an outcome or result on purpose, you have to do everything possible to make it happen. This includes your thoughts, your feelings, your behavior. Massive action is a concept to help you really understand the power of your effort and intention. The idea is to think about what you want and then think of everything you would do to make that outcome as good as done. You'll find that really digging in like this will also be illuminating because your list of available actions that you could take will be far greater than the actions that you might actually take or that you would usually take. And you'll notice that most humans quit way too soon. That's a whole other topic, but I think you get what I mean. (laughs) 
When you focus on making the result inevitable, your brain goes to town on creative approaches to get those results. Your effort will be massive and your results will be noticeable. And that's why my guest today is a special one. Her name is Chantelle Dubois, and I couldn't think of anyone better to really share with you in a way that you would understand what massive action looks like and what it can look like for you. What it would look like for you to get unstuck, to go after your dreams, to live in alignment with what you really value, to regret-proof your life. Now, as I mentioned, Chantel is not a midlife gal just yet, but her message applies to everyone, especially women in the middle. Because you have a keen sense that life is short, you also know that you don't want to waste time. Understanding massive action will really help you move the dial, so to speak, and create your life the way you want it. Chantel's a woman who doesn't allow the challenges and obstacles that life has thrown at her keep her down. And when she tells her story, you can't help but be blown away by her resilience, her weight loss, her drive, her creativity, and her overall amazingness. In fact, you won't be alone because her story was featured in a Goalcast video and has millions of views. Chantel and I have known each other now for about 10 years. We met in a tennis class of all places and totally hit it off. She was involved in a seven-car crash that resulted in her doing three years of rehab. Now, during this time, Chantel gained a lot of weight, weighing her heaviest ever at 245 pounds. And as a single mother, she decided to use her daughter as motivation and ended up losing 105 pounds in five months. Shortly after, she lost her job, she was served an eviction notice, and somehow figured out how to stay focused Failure after failure while trying to launch a business, a fitness training business. However, Chantel's goal-oriented mindset and hardworking ethic allowed her to successfully open her own fitness studio. And Chantel now has a waiting list of over 500 people. She launched a food prep business and she has a successful product line. Chantel really is the embodiment of determination and pure willpower, coupled with a beautiful, caring nature that rings completely true with her slogan, Because I Care. She's now called the Transformation Queen, and her clients receive mind-blowing results in 30 days that shock everyone. I know you will totally enjoy this interview, so let's get going. Hi, Chantel. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Women in the Middle podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Susie. I'm happy to be here. Oh my gosh. I was so excited to have you on the podcast. Even though you're not technically a woman in the middle, you're too young, <laughs> but yeah. your, story, your story is so compelling. And what I love sharing with my um, audience, with the Women in the Middle, are the people in my neighborhood. And I just love that we met playing tennis. <laughs> you never yes. know who you're going to meet and where you're going to meet them. So it was just so much fun. So um, I want to talk to you about your life and about how you had a dream and you actually made it happen. And so yes. many women in the middle don't even identify with their dreams anymore. And you had a dream and you pushed through and you made it happen. So 
that's really why I was super excited to talk to you. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about what was going on in your life and how you hatched your dream? Okay. Um, so I never really had the greatest life. Um, as a child, I was physically and mentally abused. I would often go to school um, and the teacher would force me to go to the principal's office because I had bruises on my body and children's aid would be in and out of the home. Um, so life was very, very hard growing up and I never really had much of a childhood. So most of my life, I grew up very insecure. Um, I never really felt like I belonged anywhere. I never felt like I was deserving of love. Um, and I held this within me in my whole adult life. Um, wow. That's so, I'm so sorry to hear all that because you know, the person that I know, I didn't know anything (laughs) about that. And that's certainly not how, how you come across. So you're certainly a very strong woman. Thank you. And, you know, when you look at me, you can't tell that I've, I had that trauma and I, I've walked that life. So when I look at other people, I naturally wonder, like, have, are they going through any trauma um, or anything going on in their life? And maybe they just need a smile or a hello. That goes a long way. It went a long way for me at times totally. when I was really low. So I always kind of try to, um, you know, greet everybody with love. But uh, so... Flash forward in my adult life, I just, I was in a very low, dark place, um, hiding it from the world. And I went to university and I graduated. I had my daughter in my fourth year. Hmm. Um, And then uh, shortly after university, I had just left the gym and I was on my way home and I got in a seven car accident. Oh my Um, God. Yeah. So from there, I had to do three years of rehab. So, um, you know, severe pain. Um, sciatic nerve in my leg. My leg would just go numb and stop working on me. So I had to learn how to, you know, regain strength and mobility. And, and you had a young daughter at the time. Yes. And single mother Ugh. as well. It was, it was very hard. <laughs> um, so at that time, I was prescribed like three different main medications that I would have to eat with food. And uh, I would also have to wake up in the night and eat it. And from that, I became a chronic binge eater. So I developed a pattern of overeating every two to three hours. Um, And I mean, like, I would order maybe, like, two boxes of pizza. Um, Two hours later, I'd order another one. I'd make, like, a big pot of spaghetti. Just any chicken wings, I would have, like, maybe, like, four pounds of chicken wings. And I'd eat it all in one night. And I would do this every single day. So this caused me to gaining a lot of weight. Um, I was the heaviest I had ever been, which was 245 pounds. Mm. Naturally, even after my daughter, I was about 135. So it was a big change for me. Wow, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I decided enough is enough. And I'm going to make a change. And I ended up losing 105 pounds in five months. Five Not- months? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> And that's all natural. Um, And then shortly after that, I actually created an Instagram page. If you know me, you know I'm not really technology inclined. I don't use the computer. I don't download apps. I don't even watch TV. So, but I felt inclined to open an Instagram page because I wanted to reach out to other accident victims to let them know, like, you can survive this. And, you know, I developed binge eating and a bunch of other stuff from my accident, but I overcame it by losing 105 pounds. Um, 
However, when I opened the Instagram page, everyone was asking me how I lost the weight instead well, of asking. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was just going to ask you. Right? <laughs> yeah. So instead of asking me about the trauma, which is what I wanted from my audience, they were asking me how I lost the weight. So um, I ignored everybody who asked me how I lost the weight. And I just kept trying to reach out to accident victims to give them hope and courage that they can be okay. Um, and right around that time is when I got fired from my job. So that was also when I was very low on my finances and I was behind on my rent. So I ended up getting an eviction notice and I had to go to the eviction court. Um, and I was able, they granted me 45 days to catch up on my rent. Um, so. Wow. So a lot was happening. Yeah. So all at once. You had like some opportunity and excitement about getting some feedback about your weight loss, but you still yes. didn't see it as an opportunity. You were like, hang on no, a minute. I, I want to talk to people who had trauma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you had all this other stuff. So now you had a job situation happening and you yeah. had an eviction notice. Okay. So that's enough yeah. to want to go, I don't know, to crawl back into bed and put your head under the covers. Yeah. Okay. To say yeah, the least. Exactly. <laughs> but that's not what you did. No. <laughs> so what happened was I remember like it was yesterday. My daughter and I were coming home and we park underground at my apartment, which is at Jane and Finch. And you know, Jane and Finch is known as, you know, gang violence cities in Toronto. Um, you know, just the hood, quote unquote. And so I was coming uh from my parking spot in the garage. And the elevators weren't working. So, you know, there's a sign on the wall that said you have to take the stairwells up to your floor. And I was on the 23rd floor. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> with groceries and with my daughter who's young, who's not going to want to walk the stairs. So I was going up the stairs. And the very first step, when you open the, the stairwell door, there's a little space before you climb up the first steps to go to the first floor. That little space is about the size of a parking lot. So just like when you park your car. Oh, like a spot? Like a yeah, spot? like one spot. Yeah, that's the space that it had. And you had to walk through there and turn to go up the stairs to go to the first floor. And you just keep going up to whatever floor you're on, right? So I stopped there. And I don't know what came over me. I was like, oh my goodness, could I train people here? And I, I thought I was... <laughs> I don't know what made me think that. I thought I was crazy, but you know, I, I had put out my resume everywhere and I couldn't get a job anywhere. No one was calling me back and I was about to be kicked out of my, um, my apartment. So I remember sitting on the stairs. How long have you been a trainer? Uh, uh, I've, it's is three years, three and a half years now. So, but when that happened, you were new, right? I was brand new. This was three years ago. So you were a brand new trainer, you'd lost all this weight, you were thinking about trauma, and you yeah. had a crisis brewing at home with housing. Yes, correct. You have all these groceries, you got to schlep up to the 23rd floor, you have your little kid yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like you're whacked on the head with this massive idea, wait a minute, Yeah. yeah. you might be able to use this stairwell to make money. Exactly. And so immediately I just sat there for, um, I would say about 45 minutes with my daughter. And I just kept asking myself, like, could I, could I not? 
And then I wanted to see how much traffic comes up there. How many client um, tenants walk up and down those stairs, you know, um, how busy is it? So I did this for about three to four days. Just and hung out in the stairwell to see what was going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, and then one main thing I noticed is the stairwells is very dirty. Again, it's Jane and Finch, um, which has a, you know, a known uh, idea of not being the greatest places in Toronto. Um, so there was condom wrappers, there was needles, there was um, like, there was dead mice, because it's in the basement in the corner, right? So wow. um I noticed if I'm going to actually train people here that I'd have to clean it. So the next day I woke up at 5 a.m. and I cleaned the stairwells, mop and uh, broom. And I swept everything up. And then I watched to see how dirty it gets by the end of the day. I was really scoping out the scene. <laughs> like, um, it's amazing. And then, yeah. I noticed that that particular area is where a lot of like, you know, the young guys get together after school and they kind of chill out there. They might drink some alcohol or whatever. And they kind of just throw their stuff there and then leave. Right. So I spoke to them and I was like, you know, I want to train people here. If you guys cannot like throw your stuff here, whatever. They kind of disregarded me, but they watched me as I kept going and eventually turned around to respect me. So I put out flyers in the area um, letting people know that I'm a trainer and I lost 105 pounds in five months and I could train you and help you do the same. Um, I got zero feedback. Then I was like, oh my gosh, when I opened that Instagram page, people were asking me how I lost the weight. So I went into my messages and I started messaging everybody who asked me how I lost the weight. And I'm like, Hey, sorry for not answering you before, but I can help you now. <laughs> like, you know, uh, <laughs> um, and a few people would show up and they'd be like, where's your gym? And I'd be like, right here. And they'd be like, oh, no, you're joking, right? And they would leave. Some people would be like, so if I have to use a washroom, where would I use a washroom? I'd be like, in the laundry room, there's a washroom. And they're like, no, you know. Um, so it took four months before I landed my first client. Um, so for four months, I would sit there every single day hoping that somebody shows up for me to train them because I handed out flyers, right? After a while, when no one was showing up, I'd go in the park and I'd offer $5, you know, I could do this, I'd train your kids. I was just doing whatever I could. Um, finally, people started showing up and my first client, she lost 25 pounds in 30 days, right? Um, so I documented that and that's how I came up with the 30-day transformation specialist. Uh, the client after her lost 30 pounds in 30 days. The client after her lost 45 pounds in 30 days. So. I realized I had what it takes to make people lose 30 pounds a month. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. At some point, at some point you started posting these videos because I saw something you posted. I saw all these yeah. people going up and down the stairs, like, like <laughs> as if you were an army sergeant, really. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's sweating and working so hard. And I was so proud yeah. of you. I'm like, what oh, are thank you doing? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, it's, as soon as I was able to, I think, transform the first five people, um, word got out and it, it just grew, grew, grew in massive numbers. Um, and those same guys that were chilling in the stairwells, they would like, you know, ask me to train them and it just, everything just turned around. Um, it got so big that I had to start training in the lobby area because the little parking lot space stairwell wasn't big enough. 
So like you would be going to check your mailbox or going to the elevator to go up to your unit and you'd see me in the lobby with about 20 people jumping on the benches and <laughs> working out in the lobby area, you know. Um, so from there, I now open my own fitness studio. Uh, it's fully equipped. It's in Vaughn. I'm, I now relocated it to Vaughn, which is Kipling and Highway 7 area. So I know um, that, um, again, from Facebook, I was watching you grow, right? So I know that's where you are now is your second facility, right? Yes. Oh, so the first, yeah. So um, I actually got kicked out of the stairwells. Uh, I received, <laughs> I know, right? It never gets better. <laughs> so, um, a lot of people were making fun of me when I'd post the videos online, the same videos you've seen. They would be like, you know, this is crazy this is unclean, you know, all these things. Um, it was really hard to take that backlash. And I, I guess somebody who was just angry at what I was doing, they told my landlord that they had tripped over my equipment. So while I was training somebody, he showed up with the safety inspector and they kicked me out while training somebody. And I was extremely embarrassed. And I, I had no clue what I was going to do because I'm like, I finally got back on my feet. Now I don't have a gym <laughs> again, you know? So um, I drove around and I found somebody who, who owns um, an industrial unit. And there was a little space. Now we're talking about three parking spots. So I went from <laughs> one parking spot to about three. Um, that was the equivalent of the space that he had in his industrial unit that he was not using. He was using it for storage. So I asked him if I could rent that space from him so I could train people, and he agreed. He cleared out the storage, and that was my gym. I was there for eight months. And then... Uh, Again, what I noticed, Chantel, is how creative that idea was. So yeah. at this point, it sounds like you were absolutely imagining that this was going to happen without a doubt. Yeah. I, I just did not want to get back to that place where I remember going into the women's shelter and registering my daughter in my name for the next bed available. You know, I never wanted to be in that position ever again. So when they kicked me out of the stairwells, I just, I was like, no, I'm going to find somewhere. I don't care if it's a park or wherever. And I'm just going to keep going until I get on my feet. Well, um, this, is, this is it. Like for anything to happen, right? For any of us to have anything new that happens, we can't think what we're currently thinking because what we're currently yep. thinking is creating what we currently have. For, so for you yep. to like start to believe in something that you really had no business believing, right? Like it was, big, yeah. it was bold and it was new. And so now yes. the first creative idea came from a stairwell. The next creative idea came from a storage space right yes <laughs> and when did you start yes. making the um, nutritious meals okay so when I was in the stairwells um I knew that nutrition is a big factor um with weight loss and hitting your goals and my clients weren't sticking to their meal plans they wouldn't meal prep they wouldn't follow their stuff so I offered to cook for them for free um so that they would follow their meal plan because I needed that transformation. I needed something to post in 30 days to show what I can do. So I started cooking for them for free. I'd buy all their groceries. They give me the money and then I just cook. Um, and then their family members would be like, who, who cooked all that food? It tastes delicious. And they would ask me to cook 
dinner for them for the week, but I'd be like, no, like I'm just doing this to help my clients. It never dawned on me, you know? Um, but then like the requests came in in larger and larger numbers. And, you know, my whole life growing up, I was like the chef of the house. I had to cook dinner for my siblings while my mom went to work. And I used to hate cooking, but now it turned around in my favor to help me. So that's how I started Dubois Kitchen, um, cooking meal preps for people. Um, and that has a waiting list on its own of people waiting just to get a spot to have me cater to them. So it's just <laughs> it's unbelievable. And again, this is very fun to watch on um, on Facebook and Instagram to see the pictures of you preparing yeah. meals and also um, of your clients like working so hard. Okay, so you found the storage. Yeah. Thing. Then what happened? So I found the storage space. I was there eight months. Um, but the gentleman who had that unit, he wanted uh, to use that space for something else, you know, um, and his business was picking up and he kind of needed back his, uh, his space. Um, so I was wondering, I'm like, can I actually get my own space? You know, I was like, am I capable of this? Uh, well, how will I pay the rent? You know, I was just a bunch of question marks and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go do it. Um, I have to tell you that 18 units turned me down. One unit said yes. So I would show up with my realtor and uh, on the phone, they'd be like, oh, I'm so happy. I can't wait to meet you. You're going to love my unit. And we'd show up and they would be like, oh, you know, single mom, personal trainer, first time business owner young lady by herself no you know so I just had lots of strikes against me and um nobody would rent to me so finally the unit that I'm at right now um it was in the worst condition of all the units that I went to it had mold um it it was just disgusting um so they were the only one to give me a yes, but it meant that my renovation costs would be a lot higher and I would have to like re-gut the place completely. Um, and I remember crying about it and wondering like, oh my gosh, like what if I can't get this unit and everyone else turned me down, what am I going to do? Can I afford it? I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. So I, they accepted me. I got the unit. I renovated it. I got the equipment and, you know, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, again, that was so much fun to watch you. You're really good yeah. with social media and you're really good at telling stories. And And I know I sent you several messages as this was all going yeah. on. I was just like, I couldn't believe your ability to not succumb to failure. Mm -hmm. So many people would have given up, but somehow yeah. you continued to dream. So do you remember what you were thinking that, that really helped get you through those difficult times? Um, to be honest, my dad always told me a bad thing never happens. So if I never got kicked out of the stairwell, I never would have found that storage space. You know what I mean? If my job hadn't fired me, I'd probably still to this day be working, you know? So I just really use like my, my shortcomings and my falls as a sign from God that something bigger is coming. I just have to be persistent and go for it. You know what I mean? Um, and then my daughter was watching. And because I had a, a very troubling childhood with my mother, um, I never wanted my daughter to experience that. And it was really important for her to understand the importance of hard work. Um, when I was being made fun of in the stairwell, she saw all that. She saw videos that I would get. And 
you know, she'd be there when I'd be talking to my dad about messages I'm receiving. And she was in the stairwells with me every single day, even when no one showed up. Um, I didn't have childcare. So she was right next to me. She was there when people would show up and be like, this is where your gym is, like right here. No. And they would leave. And she would see the hurt in my face. And you know what I mean? So just her watching me, knowing that like I have to succeed for her, it really motivated me to keep going and, you know, just to be something of myself and not be a failure like I felt my whole life. I was tired of feeling like a failure. I was tired of not mattering um, and just being nothing, you know, like worthless. So I was like, you know what, I'm not going to be this person no more. There's no reason why I can't be successful and happy and I'm not going to stop until I obtain it. Oh, my gosh. You know what? <laughs> that is so powerful that you were yes. able to dream your way through that and be so clear on that message. And, you know, I have to say also, my layoff turned out that way too. You know, I was laid off after um, 19 years. It was a big surprise to me. It felt like it came out of yes. left field. And it was the biggest gift of my life. Like you, I don't know if I would have like I already wasted five time, five years being kind of confused and stuck and not knowing what to yeah. do, knowing I needed to do something, but not moving mm -hmm. forward. So your ability to do that was unbelievable. And I love Thank that you. message that whatever happens can usually be like there's something positive about it or maybe not positive, but it pushes you toward an opportunity or a possibility. Yeah, you know? yeah. absolutely. And you know, so now I have a waiting list of over 500 people who are waiting to train with me. And over 500 people. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's people that have been on my waiting list for like three months, four months, five months, and they just wait. You know, my assistant will message them and be like, you know, there's still a, a, another two-month wait. They're like, no problem. I'll wait. Like, they're not leaving. Um and I have clients who have been with me for like a year, year and a half. They will not leave. Um, and, you know, my type of transformation, it's not physical, it's third. So when people come in, they know um, from the jump that physical transformation with me is third priority. My first priority is your emotional transformation. The second priority is your spiritual transformation. And the third will be the physical. Um, so we talk about things like, you know, what's going on in your personal life, what's happening in your marriage, what's happening with your kids, what's happening with your employment, your finances, um, you know, and my clients open up to me and then it's like a healing place. And, you know, we always touch on growth and overcoming what it is you're experiencing and find ways to um, go around it in order to like, you know, look at life in a different outlook. And then in the process, you're going to lose a lot of weight. I'm cooking all your food. I'm training you. And, you know, so that's how I started the 30-day transformation program where I guarantee at least 30 pounds in 30 days. Chantel, I'm just about speechless, but I can't be speechless on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Thank you. I know, I know you're local to Toronto, but I want you to share how people can get a hold of you because I understand you have some um, some products and some interesting ways to work with you. Yes. So my bigger platform is Instagram at Chantel underscore Dubois. I'm also on Facebook, Chantel Dubois. And then my um, website is Chantel Dubois dot C-A. 
So do people have to be in Toronto to actually work with you? Oh, no, I, I actually train virtually as well. Um, I have a lot of virtual clients. I actually just came back from Miami. So I went there to surprise a client who I've been training for the last two months. Um, she's made a phenomenal transformation. Um, and that was an honor to surprise her. And then I also have a client from China and Texas and Cali. So anywhere in the world I could train we via Skype. Um, yeah. <laughs> and do you have any products? I do. So I came up with a Dubois kit. The Dubois kit has a skipping rope, resistant bands, slider discs, and ankle straps. So everything you need when you go to the gym. You know, some women go to the gym and they're like, uh, what do I do? Let me just do cardio, you know, because it's safe. Um, my kit is, has everything you need and able to do an amazing workout. Um, I also have a Dubois belt, which is a, a slimming midsection belt. Um, that's my top seller. I sell it all over the world. We ship it out in large quantities as well. Um, and then I have like a men's vest. I have oh my you know, gloves, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Amazing. So I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes and I just want to end your interview. If you could just Talk a little bit about your biggest lessons now that you, you hit rock bottom, some in, somehow you managed to have a dream and you went for it and now you're unbelievably successful and happy. What could you share with people who are not quite there yet? Um, I would say don't overthink it too much. Um, not, you don't want to just go full out, but uh, sometimes we get lost in thought can I do it? Can I not do it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? You know what I mean? Once you are certain of what it is you want to do, I'm going to be a trainer. I know how to do it. This is what I want to be. It's now time for execution, right? So don't stay too long in that phase. And then um, you're going to have a lot of self-doubt. I know I did. <laughs> um, and people will probably criticize you. Sometimes it'll be your family, your friends, but um, you have to block it out. Um, you may even have to remove yourself from certain circles if um, people cannot support your dream um, because it will discourage you and maybe cause you to not even pursue it altogether, right? So you want to have a clear lane, a clear thought process. Um, and then for me, so anyone who knows me knows I always have this sticky thing around me. Um, as soon as I have an idea, I write it down. And then right after, I write a date. By this date, I have to execute this goal. So let's say right now I'm like, you know, I want to write a book. I'll write on the sticky, I want to write a book, and I'll write the date of August 26. And then I make sure that my book is written by August 26. And, you know, I'm just always setting a new goal that goes towards my dreams. And it keeps me busy. It keeps my brain focused. Um, it allows me to not concentrate on the negative uh, voices in my head telling me it's silly or it's too hard or no one's going to listen to me. Um, and then never stop telling people your business. Uh, so like me, I would never tell people I'm a trainer, you know, but if you don't tell them, how do you expect them to know? So anybody that I come in contact with, I'll be like, hello. I'm like, yeah, I'm a personal trainer. Da, 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 and you'll be surprised so many people are like, oh my gosh, I need one. Or, you know, um, it's a great conversation piece. If you're a hairstylist or you're an author, you know what I mean? Every single person you come in contact with, 
is a potential customer. You know, you do podcasting, you know, everybody you talk to probably has a story that can be interviewed and that could help um, instill that message of going for your dreams. And the very last thing is um, living your truth. You know, uh, I, I had a very troubling upbringing. I accepted it. I'm ready to move on, right? So I, I didn't um, just sit down with a pillow on my bed with the sheets over my head crying about the fact that, you know, all these things happened to me. You know, I accepted it and then it's time to let go and move on instead of holding on to it. And, you know, the world will, you know, the world will come. And uh, like, I, I have a video that has 6 million views, you know, and if I never told my story, if I never accepted my story, I wouldn't have got that 6 million views and like thousands upon thousands of messages of people saying, thank you for sharing your story. You know, there's a lot of people in your situation in broken homes, in abusive relationships, failing businesses, financial hardships, you know what I mean? It's not you alone where I thought it was me alone. Um, so it just takes a lot of courage. Blocking out everything is the biggest, biggest advice I could give to anyone who's listening. You have to block it out, including people you love who may be against your idea. And you just have to go full force, do your research, uh, gain an education, and just go full throttle. And, you know, something will eventually catch. You can't work that hard, 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 and nothing catches. Something will eventually catch. So don't stop just before the flame's about to ignite. Oh my gosh, Chantel. So many good messages there. I'm going to put, that's a goal cast video. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for that as well. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and I you. love that you talked about stickies. Um, I love stickies too. And, and as women in the middle, we always talk about it because sometimes we, we have an idea. We can't even remember that we had the idea. So I always make mm -hmm. a joke, put it on your forehead. <laughs> yeah, my, <laughs> I always have my stickies. <laughs> but what, what you talked about with being more results focused by having a date is the critical piece. Like an, an unending to-do list is just going to create more stress. But exactly. focusing on results is really critical. And living your truth and retelling your story um, now as the woman you are has really, really served you well. And now you're in a position to help so many people. You've yeah. So much work. And I am so proud to know you. And I love that I was just watching you move on social media, <laughs> helping so many people, telling such an amazing story. So thank you so much for sharing with the women in the middle. All of your links and everything will be in the show notes. Thank, uh, thank you so much, Chantel. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You guys, what a story, right? Chantel is amazing. I loved her advice at the end too, especially how important it is to focus on results and put those dates in a calendar. She loves sticky notes, so do I. <laughs> the more colors, the better. So many amazing women in the middle love their to-do lists. Is that you? which are completely different than what Chantel is talking about. So really take that to heart. Your life will change when you start to focus more on results. The other thing she said that is important is how you sometimes have to block out everything, even people you know and love, if they aren't supportive of your goals. Chantel's words are to go full force 
which is exactly what massive action is about. None of her goals would have happened by accident. And that's really the way life is for all of us. If you want to make sure that your results are inevitable, you really do have to go full force. And like she said, don't quit too soon. Embrace fear. Be open to failure. That's part of her story too, and so important to being successful. Massive action in midlife and at any point in life is what's absolutely necessary to live your dreams. That's it for this episode. My focus as a midlife coach is to help you get excited about your life again. That means you have to get better at thinking on purpose being the queen of your brain domain. I'm excited to hear about what you do with all of this helpful info, so make sure to let me know. Check out the show notes with more information and links about how to connect with Chantel and with me at www.susierosenstein.com. Last chance to register for the Becoming Bold and Brave Retreat in Toronto, July 12th to 14th, 2019. If you've been thinking about coming, you, my friend, are running out of time. There's only two spots left, so email me to register by July 1st. And remember to check out my free Facebook group, The Women in the Middle Community, at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Women in the Middle Community. It's for women just like you. One more thing, make sure to grab my free download, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s. Just go to susierosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, just head over to the Women in the Middle podcast on iTunes and leave me a review, which of course is greatly appreciated. The more stars, the better. And it really does help other amazing women in the middle find the podcast. Let's do this, ladies, one bold and brave thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week. 